Good afternoon. Welcome to Setting the Record Straight with Brenda K. Sanders. That's me. Uh, thank you for coming into the broadcast today. Uh, I'm going to get right to it. Today has been one of those days where I have really, uh, really, really endured uh, some emotional distress, emotional upset. And that's what the program is about. It's about emotional distress and the as a component of governmental gang stalking uh last night uh i woke up i finally did go to sleep and i woke up in something that i know probably no one will ever know what it is i know that there are two cell phone towers uh right at our property line and I, I'm going to describe it for you, even if you can't imagine it. It was a like a beam of electrical uh, current running through my house. It was so heavy, I was scared to move when I woke up. I was scared to um, make a move. I did not know what to do. And, you know, even as I'm having, uh, I'm talking to you on this uh, podcast, I see myself in my own bed and I see my eyelids are are light and they were closed. Uh, So maybe I didn't see what it was totally. But let me tell you, there was a room, my room, filled with this electrical current. And it's something you have to just experience. It's nothing to describe it. Uh, it was like a heavy current and I felt uh, uneasy. I felt as though if I moved, uh, something would explode or 
uh, something if I made a wrong move something would explode and it's much like what I feel when I, I'm like I'm doing this show now uh, with my phone kind of tilted up toward the ceiling because it, those currents come out of the phone they come out of the uh, television come out of the computer and they're very strong so strong that it's like somebody aiming like a taser at you but like a, a giant taser and that's what these electrical towers uh, phone towers are outside of our house are electrical uh, tasers and last night what I experienced in, in these it's like these beams are pointed toward my chest area um, and toward my heart area, both on my left and right side, but primarily on my left side. It was a very scary experience, and it caused me, when I finally did get the strength to, to walk up and get up, because they had to go to use the restroom, was that it caused a shaking, like someone very, very nervous, like a shaking. Uh, and it lasts maybe, maybe an hour, and then it leaves. Uh, my dog had the same problem yesterday. I had uh, allowed him to sleep in another part of the house, which I did not think was wise. And when I picked him up or went to let him out uh, yesterday morning, he was shaking the same way. And so I, I discerned that the electrical current, which I had experienced, had actually um, been aimed at my dog the night before when I was in my bedroom and he was in the other part of the house uh, where uh, in my sister's living room. And so this electrical current is so strong, in fact, it, 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 it disables a person who is, then uh, uh, that's what happened to my dog yesterday. He was totally disabled. I was very concerned about him. He is a very active dog and a dog that, you know, if he sees other dogs, he just really goes crazy and barks. Uh, he saw their dogs, dogs yesterday and did nothing, and it very much concerned me. He acted very lethargically. And uh, the only thing that, that really uh, really helped me was that he ate his food. And so I was able to tell that he wasn't sick sick. I was able to move his limbs and determine that he had no broken bones. And the only other thing was I was concerned that he was, you know, attacked by something. But that was not the case. But only for me to experience the same thing today. Today was an extraordinary day, a remarkable day, and as much as uh, two very heavy uh, uh, military helicopters flew over my house uh, just maybe an hour ago, uh, they know when to fly because they're watching everything you do, and I, I, my phones were not charged, so I had a problem. I tried to run and get my sister's phone that was charged, but I didn't know how to work it, uh, and uh, we missed getting the two uh, heavy, I mean heavy, uh, military helicopters flying over our house. My nephew was in the yard cutting the yard when it happened, so he was an actual witness to it. I was an actual witness. My sister was an actual witness to, uh, to these helicopters. So uh, in the event that we need to testify about it, it will, uh, it is uh, something that all three of us witnessed. And you can hear them. These helicopters I could hear for a time and for a minute I, I just said well I don't know if I can see them because there's clouds in the sky uh, but there was no time to charge my phone uh, at that point 
And so I did not capture those helicopters actually flying over our house. At the same time, there was a rainbow to the right of our uh, of these helicopters. And so, um, you know, I, I believe God was trying to give us some, uh, you know, comfort about the, the, the things that had taken place the night before. It is scary when you wake up in the dark and that kind of electrical current is flowing through your house. I've, I've, I've never experienced it that heavy before. It is something that causes you to shake like somebody maybe on heroin. <laughs> that is what it can be mistaken for. So it is. And, and then I was working on a brief, a legal brief for filing with the attorney um, discipline board. And I've already been disabled for most of the time where I could not operate uh, my computer, uh, my cell phone, some of the time. It depends. Whatever it is, it has to be quick or I have to do something and then go back. But most of the time, uh, because I'm being watched, it's very difficult to prepare legal briefs like I was preparing before with no problem. Even if I travel to the local library, that same, uh, those same attacks follow me. Uh, they have been lessened to a degree, if I can travel maybe about 50 miles and go to a Walmart where there's a more fortified uh, building where they cannot readily attack me, but I've not been able to do that in order to prepare uh, these latest legal uh, briefs. And so it is a very emotionally uh, distressing day uh, for, for, for this ordeal in my life because they try to attack you emotionally and physically. Uh, to uh, bring you down, to make, cause you to fail. Uh, when those helicopters flew over just about an hour ago, they, they caused one to tremble. I guess it just exacerbated the trembling that I already had experienced from the electrical currents last night. It just exacerbated the fear. I mean, the trembling is what it caused. Uh, uh, you know, and... It is so, uh, it is so, so invasive of our privacy and our uh, peace and, and good enjoy, uh, enjoyment of our, um, you know, house. It is very invasive. It is, it is unbelievable. And uh, the only way people would uh, get, capture the uh, essence of it is to experience it or to, for me to capture it on video. These particular two helicopters, I were not able. I was not able to uh, capture uh, because of the, you know, like I said, they're watching everything you do, and my phones were off. Well, my lesson for that is don't be caught with your phones uh, off or not charged, and that's a lesson I've learned again and again and again, and uh, never to relax with these phones. Uh, that is so you know what I want to talk about today is the emotional distress component of you know government gang stalking the whole the whole um, part of the goal of these government entities and now you I know and that you've seen a lot of the uh, videos that I have is to upset you is to upset a person to upset a person to disrupt a person. And uh, like I said, I'm working on trying to work on a legal brief uh, with radiation coming out of my computer. It's actually a dangerous exercise, but I, I insisted because I know the deadline is looming. In fact, I probably 
been looked at as somebody that can't make a deadline. But uh, when you look at the emotional, emotional disruption as well, and there's a physical disruption because when it just makes you, I think they've studied about what will uh, neutralize the enemies, if you're enemies of the United States, but if you're civilians, what will neutralize a, a person? And, and these things have neutralized me to the point I can't prepare legal briefs. And then they follow me. You know, and but the emotional component of upsetting one emotionally, and let me say this: a part of the gang stalking uh, um, uh, modus modus operandi is to uh, uh, cause rejection, and a lot of people are bothered by rejection. They're bothered by rejection over and over and over. And a lot of people are insecure about themselves. And like I told, like I said before, that emotional component is uh, targeted in, in victims of government gang stalking. Uh, a lot of people can't take rejection. Other uh, people just, uh, their essence is to be loved and to be accepted. They can't uh, take uh, criticism. They can't take emotional hurt. And so what the government gang stalkers are doing, they, they use men to try to reject me and to, to harm me and hurt me. And I, I don't think they realize that uh, this is an exercise that has gotten, uh, you know, like old bread. It's just uh, something that I see coming before it happens. And it's no, it really has no impact on me. It is something that I have to endure as a government gang stalking uh, victim. I am a victim of sexual harassment as well. There's a person and persons. Uh, we have the beast himself, George Bush, and, and even our president that has uh, gone along with and aligned himself with the sexual harassment that I've endured. And these are people that have government uh, uh access to government authority and access to government resources whereby they continue these gang stalking activities on a daily basis and I said it before and I'll say it again President Trump he's the commander in chief of the military and there's no way that you don't know what's going on or if you do know what's going you know what's going on now after reports have been filed and complaints and by the way let me say this I did file a complaint with the Office of the Inspector General, U.S. Office of the Inspector General, only to uh, get a response that they could not act on my complaint, that it did not have jurisdiction as a whistleblower, and that they uh, were dismissing it. I have a copy of it in my email. And so I believe what they want to accomplish in these rejections is to uh, cause one to feel worthless and to give up, to abandon any attempt to have anybody, you know, review this situation in any way. It is truly a government exercise, and and truly I have discovered that it is an all-authorized exercise. It is sanctioned by the government. Your dollars, your tax dollars are used to uh, carry out these exercises. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm just the only one that's speaking up probably. And there's another two or three people that are also uh, speaking out. And I would be disturbed by that. I would be upset that my government, uh, my taxpayer dollars are going to harass women to 
uh, carry out these uh, chemical attacks and 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 uh, military attacks on civilians in the United States. I mean, look what just happened in Syria. I mean that that uh, those attacks uh, uh, very much negatively impacted uh, civilians there, and that something should never happen. And uh, yet it was allowed to happen. It was actually sanctioned. And, uh, you know, you have the same thing in this country. No one wants to hear it. No one wants to uh, know that our government is carrying out, executing these activities. And when I have been successful at reaching uh, other citizens here, they are appalled that such things are going on. And yet it seems that, uh, you know, uh, our government is intent on uh, framing themselves as, you know, united, even with Democratic uh, opponents, all united to put forth this front that this is what we do in this country and there's nothing you can do about it. And while other victims of sexual harassment have been addressed and even compensated for what they've endured, you're going to get nothing. We're going to try to put you away. We're going to try to uh, make sure that you have no voice. And we're going to use third-party normal people to do it. But they are not able to. Because every attempt that you bring with a third-party civilian person, no matter who they are, it's not going to work. Because I already know what's going on. Those attempts are to keep me in a box, keep me confined, keep me in this dark prison, dark room that you uh, see myself in. But it's not going to work. Uh, this morning I had a deliverance from a vision that God gave me. He gave me a vision when I was in the midst of all of this electronic current. It was running through my house. Uh, Another symptom uh, that there's some uh, electricity going in is that, you know, my sister tries to cook on the stove and the food burns uh, very badly and it's on a normal setting. Well, that's a, 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 a that is a uh, proof a uh, demonstration that there the, the 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 stove is surged there's a surging going on uh, I told you about that in terms of why is it always these little children are being burnt burnt in these houses where there's a surge that that unless they have surge protectors and something to stop these things especially where it concerns heaters or um, some other uh, appliances in the house and they surge those. They surge them so that it causes a fire. And if you're really unprepared, uh, what happens is they locate children that are, uh, you know, convalescing in a room. And and there you go. That's how these things are always affecting children. And how is it that it's always affecting in the middle of the night? I mean, because if it's cold, you're running your heat all day long. Why is it when people go to sleep that these things happen? And that's I can tell you is a living witness that when once you go to sleep that's when the attacks occur that is what I have experienced if only everyone knew that because that is a a very important and vital piece of information when it comes to surviving government gang stalking and surviving these attacks of, of you know the surging the uh, chemical attacks and now the electronic attacks the electrical attacks these are things that, you, you know, can be used to educate people about. You know, I sleep with my bedroom door open in the house that I live in. I sleep with the door open for the most part if I can. 
now based on the, the, the chemical attacks sometimes I, I uh, my 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 uh, vents are stuffed in my bedroom and I have uh covered my vents with paper and and and, and the carpeting and uh you know try to uh, make sure that nothing comes out of that vent because it's that just that uh I don't want to say lethal. If you stay up under it, it could be lethal. But definitely when I wake in the morning, there is a noticeable um, pressure in my chest area. And respiratorily, I am uh, handicapped. And so, like I said, these things are tied together. The emotional distress that they want to impose on you. And then the physical distress at the same time. And then cause fear and cause uh scary I mean the, the, the and, and another thing I want to say that I've tried to say to my listening audience on this podcast over and over that um, these attacks are made to look like accidents and car accidents and fires that break out and all of this is orchestrated uh, I just uh, found out today, and I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the um, uh, information about the New Orleans Hotel uh, uh, collapsing, Hard Rock uh, Hotel. Uh, the victims, who were they? What did they look like? And, and because I know that these things are consistently uh, found to uh, attack interracials or, 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 or ethnic uh, people. And I found out today that was the case. I saw black and white people standing together grieving. Uh, maybe uh, as if, you know, they may, may, may have been in a relationship or married. And uh, these people were targeted. And it looks makes made to look like an accident. But the consistency of it is that you uh, find out that these people were targeted all along. Maybe they were working in the building. Maybe they found out that this was a... Um, uh, one of the workers was in a interracial and interracial relationship, and then all of a sudden we find another crane collapse. We find another accident taking place. So that's what I want to talk about today. I'm really in the midst of the emotional attack here, the emotional distress. Uh, I feel it very heavily. I feel the pains in my chest. I feel the radiation that is impairing my voice. And this is like being in a war zone, actually. When I was uh, looking at the helicopters today, it's just like being in a, in a war zone. If you, if you understand that, uh, maybe those in Syria understand it, but if you're here and you understand it's like being in a war zone, absolutely, uh, in a zone of war. A war is being declared. And when you know the actors, uh, I've said the actors over and over and over, there will be no excuse that they did not know. Uh, I've said that. I've filed the reports. I've said it in open, in the open about the sexual harassment. Every man that I talk to has to be conquered by George Bush, has to be bought off by George Bush. I have seen the president uh, that's going along with it or at least turning his head. And no one wants to address it because everybody's getting to... Why won't they address it? Everybody's getting bought off. And like the Lord brought that scripture to me, the love of money is the root of it all. So, hey, I'd rather get paid than say something about this situation. But the the, the thing is, you don't see the political impact of those of us that are just normal people looking 
at what's going on. You don't sense that you might be in jeopardy in some way by allowing these activities to go on in open. Um, and so you just continue not recognizing that there is a, a, a problem here that people are looking at. Their eyes are open. Their eyes are open and able to detect what's going on. And that is the problem that is going to develop uh, shortly because the consistency and the historical way that these things are happening, it creates a, a um, pattern that can be discerned. A pattern that can be discerned. You know, I'm still looking at my own eyes. Uh, they're no longer black. <laughs> my eyelids are uh, white now, are, you know, lightened up a lot. And it, it looks like they're going to open. I, I do see that. So uh, even my own eyes have been still uh, not totally knowing everybody and who's involved in what situation. Um, but, but God is opening my eyes about who's who. <laughs> even as I sit here and do this broadcast uh, this afternoon. And thank goodness because it's been a long journey learning who's who. And who is here for what purpose. Who is getting what. And it's surprising. I mean, people you see and hear from every day. These are the people that are being paid off. I mean, why would they go into such an elaborate scheme to keep this quiet when people are, are already, you're already out in the open. You're already uh, displayed who you are out, out in the open. And nobody is going to uh, not know. Eventually, they will know. They will know. And so that's what I want to talk about today, the emotional distress component of government gang stalking, how they try to uh, take advantage of your vulnerability or cause that, uh, uh, use that vulnerability to, to, to stop you or disable uh, a victim and how that is a, an ongoing um, design or uh, an ongoing ploy to disarm a gang stalking victim. So I'll talk more about it uh, uh, as the show goes on. Uh, that particular component is just pressing on me today because I'm I'm in the throes of it right now, feeling it, feeling uh, you know the it, it actually is it's a hate crime. These are hate crimes because I, I, all I can feel is hate, uh, and so I'm in the throes of feeling it right now. And I, and I believe these people are driven by their hate driven by their greed and uh, then they're arrogant and prideful so they don't think anything can be done to defeat them and that is what uh, they're blind about I believe and I have blinding because as the situation goes on now I'm able to see less and less but about who's who but then God does reveal it and um like I, I had a vision this morning, I'm going to say it, I had a vision in the midst of the electrical uh, currents, in the midst of this danger, I had a vision about a, a, a night. I, well, first, look, when I first saw the vision, let me tell you, I was very fearful because I thought it was, I saw a giant. I saw like a giant uh, uh, I was going to say a soldier, but uh, soon the Lord started impressing on me that it was a knight. I only saw the foot of the knight. 
and I saw the leg of the knight. I said, oh, wow, that's a soldier. That's somebody armored, you know, with armor on. And I saw this uh, uh, giant. I mean, like you would see a tall building, maybe like, uh, I don't know if it was tall as the Empire State Building. It looked like it was. It was so huge. I was actually fearful. I thought it was like another country coming in, walking in our land, walking in our land. And I was like, oh my goodness. You know, like you see clouds, but I didn't really see clouds. I saw like swirls of clouds or smoke, whatever it was around their feet and legs. So I said, certainly this figure is a tall person. Uh, walking or country walking in our land and they're you know peeking through the clouds but as I continued or as I started to write about the tweet about this vision um, I could see that they were actually walking on the ground and that the swirls of uh, smoke or clouds were around their feet around its feet and I I could not see the whole body uh, and what else do I want to say about it? It was a, 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 a figure that had on like a goldish, a dark gold uh, kind of armor on. And then there was this brown, like rusty uh, edges to the armor. That's what I saw this morning. Uh, and, and, and this figure was walking to the left, although it stopped right in front of me. Uh, later on this afternoon, I saw the, you know, the head, you know how a knight looks. I saw the head armor of the, uh, of this, uh, uh, knight. And it was inside the, the head of the helmet of the knight. It was totally black, totally black, jet black. And, uh, I, I said, oh, wow, maybe that's not a knight at all. That's somebody that could be a knight or whatever but as I I'm even talking about that knight right now I see the helmet of the uh, knight move forward where I can see a neck a little neck neck part of the you know how someone takes a helmet off you can see their neck I see that a little bit so I'm just waiting to see what else I see I'm I'm not I'm, I'm just waiting to see what that might be So anyway, like I said, spiritual intercession is needed. Spiritual intervention is needed when you're dealing with these kinds of um, uh, very intense attacks. And so uh, I have used what God has given me to see what I need to see. uh, And I, I act accordingly. Acted accordingly. Well, that's all I have to say for today. Look, yesterday I was able to get an email. You may email me at setting the record straight with Brenda K. Sanders at Outlook.com. Setting the record straight with Brenda K. Sanders at Outlook.com. That is an email. If you have any questions, if you have comments about the program, uh, please, please uh, feel free to email me at that address. That is setting the record straight with Brenda K. Sanders at Outlook.com. There's also um, a, uh, a component of this show on Anchor FM where uh, if someone wants to leave a voice message, I also will get that voice message 
Uh, if you go to the show page and listen to any of the programs, any of the episodes, you will have access to that voice message if you wish to make a comment or, you know, ask a question. So, okay, again, um, that is the episode for today, and I'll talk to you next time.